Somebody's saying, amen, I am good looking. Amen. Uh, I don't know how many of you um, have ever watched Dirty Jobs. Anybody in here ever watched Dirty Jobs? Oh, a lot of you watch Dirty Jobs. Uh, Mike Rowe, <clears throat> that's how I say his name right, Mike Rowe, is one of... Uh, one of the most enjoyable people for me just to listen to and to watch. Uh, um, I don't know how many TBN watchers. Do I have any TBN watchers? Oh, like one of you. Okay. I like TBN. Um, and my parents and I uh, watch TBN um, daily. Um, and there's a show that comes on on Saturday nights. I think it's like nine that the three of us often watch um, called The Story Behind the Story with Mike Rowe. And uh, so uh, I wanted to share something with you um, today um, from it. If you want to go, I'm going to give you the Tiffany version. So if you want to hear the real version, just Google Mike Rowe, The Story Behind the Story, and you can find it. Uh, he told a story um, of a time when everybody's home was heated by coal. Uh, back then, um, in those days when homes were heated by coal, most people had wallpaper. And the fireplaces had the coal burning, and then the coal would come up and it would create a soot all over the wallpaper. Um, I don't know how many of you, you know, can see old movies and some pictures, but it would create a black soot where the, pla where the fireplace was and it would create it and make a, make a mess. And so um, Kroger was looking um, to put a product out. And so there was a gentleman by the name of Cleo McVicker. And Cleo McVicker uh, approached Kroger um, with an invention that he had called McVicker's Wallpaper Paste Remover. And so he, uh, he had to kind of convince them to buy the product, and um, they did, and they began to um, sell it. And um, he pretty much became a very wealthy man. Well, in the midst of him becoming a very wealthy man, um, we got natural gas. And that meant no more need for Mr. Vickers' wallpaper cleaner. Not only that, shortly after all of that transitioned and we got electric gas, uh, Mr. Cleo McVicker uh, got in a tragic car or plane crash and died. And so mourning the loss of his father, and left with a leaderless company and a product that nobody needed anymore, you might would ask what you would do. Uh, and that's exactly what Cleo McVicker's son began to ask himself. His name was Joe. And Joe took the product to a TV audience that was on national television, to a TV producer that was on national television, to an audience that was children. He asked the television producer to use the product on his show in exchange for 2% of the future sales. The TV star hesitated and then said yes, and it's a good thing he did because before long, 
that product that was sitting on the shelves for 35 cents was now flying off the shelves for $1.50. The TV star was Bob Keeshan, known as Captain Kangaroo for all you old people. A weekday program for children that aired from 1955 to 1984, 25 years on CBS. And that product that Joe got Bob Keeshan to say yes to was renamed Play-Doh. And you might be wondering this morning, what does Play-Doh have to do with Romans chapter 7? What's very interesting to me is from the Old Testament to the New Testament, God has been interested in renaming things. He renamed Abram. He renamed Sarai. I don't know how many of you know this, but he renamed Simon to Peter, and he renamed Saul to, to Paul. You might wonder why God was interested in renaming things. And I wonder if this, if because like me, you're tempted to keep identifying yourself with the same old you. You know, um, <clears throat> what's interesting is that for those of us that have born again, I know it's hard not to look at yourself, isn't it? <laughs> What's interesting is, is the moment you got born again, and if you're not born again in this place, I would love to give you that opportunity at the end. But if you are born again, and you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, the day that that happened, the next morning when you woke up and you looked at yourself in the mirror, guess who was standing there? You. You know, what's funny is day after day, week after week, month after month, Year after year, we look in this mirror at the reflection looking back at us, and we then begin to decide who we are, not by what's in here, but why what's in here. What we're talking about today is not your redemption or your salvation. We're talking about your identification. Just like Play-Doh was renamed, I have the same hair color. The moment you got saved, nothing really changed on the outside about you. You still have the same brown, blue, green eyes, bald, great hair, no hair. You're still chubby or skinny. We wish that changed. But the temptation after a while in our redemption process is to base what's happening within us on what's going on on the outside of us. I'm going to take you today to several portions of scripture. <clears throat> All you Bible thumpers, get your Bibles out or your phones or your iPads because I want to show you the moment you got saved, you got renamed. 
Not only did you get renamed, just like Plato, you got repurposed. See, most people are worried about their identification and they're worried about their call of God on their life and they're looking somewhere out there to get it and they forgot that they're a child of God. They're redeemed and sanctified and born again. I'm sorry. Is that making you? Okay, thanks. I'm actually done with it. There, I'm going to turn around so none of you keep looking at yourselves. And you forgot to look on the inside. And so I want to go with you to the very, uh, one of the very first times that this is kind of thrown at Jesus. And Jesus' response to when you look to this world for answers. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. <clears throat> I'm going to give you the preface really quick. And uh, here, this is where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he begins to talk to his disciples about what's getting ready to happen, which we celebrated earlier this month. He's getting ready. To, he's talking to them about the death, burial, and resurrection and how he's no longer going to be with them. And this is very interesting because Peter begins to be uh, concerned about what's going to happen. And he says to Jesus, I don't want this to happen. This can't happen. I don't want this to take place. And look at Jesus' response to Peter. And Jesus turned to Peter and he said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous what? You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things from merely a what? A human point of view, not from God's. I think this is so interesting because he refers to Peter as a trap. As, so what I know for myself is if that could be a trap for Peter, it could be a trap for me. If I'm not careful, if I'm not careful, I'll set my eyes, my thoughts, my purposes, my attentions, my finances, my relationships, all that I have, if I'm not careful, I'll set them on this worldly life. And it'll be a trap to keep me from what God really wants to do, not just in me, but through me. And what Peter couldn't have the wherewithal to see was that he needed what Jesus did for him so that Jesus, so that Peter could walk out who he was. Without redemption, Peter would have died and gone to hell. And there are things that we keep holding on to in this world. We keep looking at them through a worldly point of view because guess what? We're looking at, how many of you remember the song from Michael Jackson? I'm looking at the man in the, I'm asking him to what? I've been, it was funny, I googled that song and then I started thinking about it. And that is the exact problem. Is that we're asking this person in the mirror to change their ways. And I have no power to change my ways within myself. Which is why Paul says in, in Romans chapter 7, I don't do the things I do want to do and I do the things I don't want to do. And then he says, oh what a wretched man I am. Anybody ever felt like that with yourself? Come on, be honest. There would have, should have been way more of you that raised your hands at Romans 7 than like the seven of you that did. Not only, not only this, listen, listen. In 2 Corinthians, if you will, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. Check this out. He died. I'll give you a minute. Thank you, Seth. 
I can turn in mine too, even though I have it written down. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17, it says this, He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for who? Themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and raised them. Verse 16, so we have stopped evaluating others from a what? A human, not only do, listen, not only do we do this to ourselves, we do it to others. We judge others' sanctification by how they act. Now, I, there's this, this old self is a work in progress. But I've been bought, paid for, I'm redeemed. Actually, I can't get any more redeemed than I already am. So he says this, we've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Check this out. At one time, at one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. Oh, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A new person. A new person. The old is gone and a new life has what? Begun. Now, Pastor Stephen, uh, if you were not here with us last week, I encourage you to listen to that message. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, we're in a series right now called Talk About It, and so we're, gonna talk, we're talking about ourselves today. But Pastor Stephen led us on a journey last week about talking about the Holy Spirit. He gave seven attributes of the Holy Spirit, but he gave you eight things Eight things that the personhood, the Holy Spirit is not an it. Don't say it came into the room. It lives in me. It's a he. It's a him. It's a person. Say it's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's why here's the thing. When Jesus got ready to leave his disciples, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you something even what? He said better. What could be better than Jesus walking with beside you could be Jesus walking within you. And he said, I've given you the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Stephen showed us last week how he came to live within us. And now he abides within us. But Pastor Stephen gave these seven attributes of the Holy Spirit. He said the Holy Spirit is a helper, a comforter, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, a standby. That's all in the Amplified Version. When you go look at the attributes of the Holy Spirit. But through these seven attributes, the Holy Spirit will help you live out who you truly are. Now, I was sitting up early this morning, and I was just meditating. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. He said this. He said, I know you better than you know you. Write that one down. Anybody ever said, no one understands me? No one knows what... What's very interesting is that your redeemed self, not, I'm not talking about this outside body. Remember, we're a three-part being. Remember, we have a spirit, we have a soul, which is our mind, will, and our emotions, and we have a body that we live in. And the Holy Spirit said this to me this morning. He said, I know you better than you know you. And then he said this to me. He said, I know your spirit, man, and I'm more familiar with your spirit man because I'm as holy as your spirit man is holy. Now, he's not familiar with all my flesh. But he does know me. And, not, and because he knows me, 
He knows how to teach me. He knows how to help me. He knows how, anybody ever try to comfort you in a way that you wasn't to your liking? How many of you have ever um, done one of those um, um, things, uh, your five, the love languages? Okay, all you married couples for sure should do it. <clears throat> uh, so I'm not a really a gifty person. So, you know, if you really do love me, you could just, like, clean my house. Not you, him. <laughs> do you know that the Holy Spirit knows how to comfort me even better than Pastor Stephen knows how to comfort me? Do you know that the Holy Spirit has answers for me? I am determined, say determined. I am determined to be even more intimate with the Holy Spirit than I ever have. There is nothing that he does not know. There is nothing he does not know about everything, and there's nothing he does not know about me. And the closer I can get to him, the more fulfilled I will be. I'm telling you, I am, I'm, I'm zooming in. Zooming in. That's why some of you, I feel like the Holy Spirit's been dealing with you, and you have a couple distractions that are keeping you from, and you feel sorry for the distractions. Stop it. Those distractions are going to keep you from the plan of God on your life. And the Holy Spirit wants intimacy with you. And if you have intimacy, the Bible says this, you cannot love the world and love God. They don't coexist. You can't love both. It says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Go with me, if you will, to Romans. I'm going to read quite a bit of portion of Scripture. It will be up on the screen. Romans chapter 1. Now, I'm going to read 17 verses. Hold on. Can I, can I say something to you? The reason you don't know who you are is because if we're not careful, we don't know the word, and the word tells us who we are. And then when the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about you, you don't know you because you don't know who you are because you haven't read the word to find out who you are. We think we're something that we're not. And you can't even figure out your true identity. Until, here's the thing. We're looking at this instead of looking at this. And when this lies to us, we believe it. This will never lie to you. It's a sure foundation. It doesn't lie. And when it tells you that you're sanctified, when it tells you you get to have peace, when it tells you he gives you joy, when it tells you he loves you unconditionally, when it tells you it's truth, instead of looking at this, I don't know how I feel today. My job, my wife's on my nerves. My kids are ridiculous. Some of y'all ought to take down mirrors in your house. Romans. The true loves don't even have them up yet. Might be a good idea. Don't even put them up. <laughs> now check out this verse in Romans chapter 8, 1 through 17. So now there is no what? condemnation. I love it when you talk back. It helps you understand the word too. Now there is no condemnation for those who what? Belong to who? Christ Jesus. 
Now, Pastor Stephen, a long time ago, I feel like it was on a Wednesday night when we did Wednesday night, he said, listen, some of you are like, they're, they're condemning me. Can, you, can I tell you something? Most people are not condemning you. They ain't even worried about you. You're, you think people are worried about you. Ain't nobody talking about you anyway. You, you talk about you enough, ain't nobody got time to talk about you. Do you know that the word of God says that your own heart condemns you? Nobody's walking around condemning anybody else. If you're not living by the word and the word's not governing your life, your own heart is condemned by it. And it's actually not God or others. It's just your flesh condemning you because that's what the, the enemy wants to trip you up and then he wants to condemn you for doing it. So there's no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And verse 2, and because you belong to him, the what? Now, I want you to help me out because we're going to see something about the Holy Spirit. The power of the life-giving what? Has freed you from the of sin that leads to death. Now, verse 3, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God, whoo, Easter Sunday, did what only, what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, I'm sorry, in that body, God declared an end, whoo, to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us. Hold on, hold on. We no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. spirit. Keep hold on with me. Verse 5. Those who are dominated by their sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that what? I'm going to keep reading. So letting, your sinful, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to what? But letting the what? Control your what? Leads to life and what? Peace. That was one of the things. Number eight. I think it was number seven or eight on what the Holy Spirit gives you. The Holy Spirit will give you peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Number, verse 9. Say, but. But. But you are not. Say, I'm not. I am not controlled by my sinful nature. You are controlled by the. Come on. If you have the what? Of God living where? Oh, come on could be a Holy Ghost church. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Verse 10, and Christ lives where? So even though your body will die because of sin, the what? The spirit of life, I'm sorry, the spirit gives you life because you have been made what? Right with God. Verse 11, the what? God, who has raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the what? The same what? The same spirit. Where is it living? In you. Verse 12. Hallelujah. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation. Say no obligation. To do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by the dictates, you will die. But through what? Woo! Take this down so I can yell for a little bit. 
But through what? That through the what? There's a power living in you. When you got born again, the Holy Spirit came and lived in you. And when he came and lived in you, he brought a power. Not, not Seth power. Not Chula, not, not pastors. No, he brought a dunamis. The Bible calls it in the Greek, a dunamis, mighty working power that lives in you. So listen, stop trying to fix you. You can't fix you. But there's a power that's living in you that can dominate you so that your flesh doesn't rule you. Now, here's the interesting thing why you keep tripping up like you're like Paul. And you say, I don't do the things I don't want to do, do things I don't want to do. You know why? Because you don't know who you are. When you know who you, listen, the Holy Spirit does this. The Holy Spirit only reminds you of the truth. What does he remind you of? The word. So when he brings the word up to your life, if you don't know it, you go, hey, what are you talking about, Holy Spirit? I don't know what that means. Love your neighbor as yourself. I don't know what's mean. They're on my nerves. I can't stand them. I hated them for 20 years. I'm going to keep hating them. And then the Holy Spirit all the time is like, hey, man, the Bible says love above everything. You mean you think you got a great ministry. You think you got some, and you're not even loving your neighbor. Psh, can it? You're like, reject, reject. There's a spirit in you. And the only way the spirit can work through you is he reminds you of his word. Now, I forgot what verse I was on. Thank you, 12. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you, okay, keep on going. Verse 14. For all who led, who are led by the Spirit of God are the what? Verse 15. We're almost done. Hold on. Verse 15. So you have not, we're not really almost done. Just done with this verse. Um, so you have not received the Spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received what? When he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Check this out. Check this out. For his Spirit joins with what? That next word, I'm just going to tell you if you let it sit in you. What does it do? What does it do? Do you know what affirm means? Come on. You got this. He comes along and affirms. He affirms. What does he affirm? I got to keep on. That we are children of God. Verse 17. And since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of the glory of God. Now I want to read you another verse. So the same thing. Say the same thing. Ephesians chapter 4. Go with me. Go with me. Put it up on the screen. Come on. Write them down. Go to them. Look them in your Bible app. Bible app. All you got to do is download. It's free. They made it free. How many versions do they offer on Bible app? I don't know. Hundreds. Probably most of them aren't even truth, but whatever. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Here we go. Check this out. The same thing. Same thing. But, but this isn't what you learned about Christ. I'm in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 24, if you're looking. But this isn't what you learned about Christ. Verse 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the what? The truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature and formal way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, say instead. instead. Let the what? The, let instead. Throw off something old. Instead, let the Spirit... Now, who, who does the renewing? Who, come on. Spirit. Who does the renewing? Spirit. So let the Spirit renew your what? 
Now, you can be born again and have a whole crappy attitude. And all you tell about yourself when you got a crappy attitude is that you're not in your word. Because the Spirit, the Spirit renews your thoughts and attitude, and he renews him by, renews you by, by reminding of the word. Now, I'm going to show you this. Here's the thing. I'm going to show you. Put on, verse 24, put on your what? Created to be like who? Woo! I hope your neighbors know you look like God. Not Satan. People should come in contact with you and go, I just came in contact with somebody awesome. They were, their attitude was awesome. I had an incident the other day, and uh, somebody made a a mistake, and uh, they were expecting me to be mad. Anybody ever expected you to be mad before? The world's just waiting. They're waiting for a tussle. And I refused. I was like, oh, baby, it's totally fine. And they're like, it is? I'm like, it's totally fine. Not, actually, it's not that big of a deal. Go with me, go with me. Go with me to Romans. This is my last verse. This is really the last verse. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The worship team can come up. We're going to do something fun. We're going to end fun today. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Thank you says this, don't what? It's right up here. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this what? But let God what? Into a what? A new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will For you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, we don't have a redemption problem. We don't have a salvation problem. We have sometimes a renewing of the mind problem, which then ultimately leads to an identification problem. People don't know who they are. I'm confused about what sex I am. How can you be confused? Thank you, Carlos. I'm being honest. There's no, you're, you either have one or you don't have one. There is no need for any confusion. And I, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm tired of the church like, can we say that? No, we can say it. We can say it. It'll be up on Tuesday if you want to share it. We're not confused. You know the reason we're confused? is because we're making up our own ideas and they're not even anywhere in the word. We can't figure out who we are because you're trying to figure out who you are based on what you're, somebody told you. That's ridiculousness. Depressed. We are all depressed. That is, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm done. You ought to be done. Depression is actually not even in the word. It says, cast your what? On the what? Lord, for he cares for you. We're diagnosing people with things, telling them they have things, and you can't find it in the Word. What I can find in the Word is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
What I can find is that I'm loved. And, I, and, I, and I have, he promised me long life. And I, I don't, name something else. I, can have, I don't have that fear. There's over 120-somethings promises in the Word of God that belong to you. And all you got to do is look for them. And then when you look for them, all you got to do is, Hey, baby, this is who you really are. Doesn't matter if your mascara is smeared or if you're a little chunky right now. It don't matter if everything doesn't look the way it's supposed to look. What I know is the Word is more true than you. And you're not going to tell me how I feel. The Word's going to tell me how I feel. Michael Jackson had the first part right. I'm going to look at the man in the mirror. It's just a guess what? I'm not going to quote my own words to me. I'm going to quote the word to me. I'm going to decide how I feel. The Bible says, think. So interesting. Think yourself happy. Some of you should try that. Some days I should try it. Think your... The Bible says, think on these things. Whatsoever lovely and a pure and of a good report. There's a couple more in there. I can't remember them all. What is it? Sound mind? Stand up. The moment you got born again, the Spirit of God, the life giving power to defeat every sinful craving that you have came and lives on the inside of you. And the moment that something pops up that makes you want to do what you don't want to do, I'm going to tell you, the moment that pops up, so does the Holy Spirit. And he says, oh, I got higher way. I got a better way for you. I've got good things in store for you. Come on, don't live down here when you can live up here. Amen. I got some giveaways. I only give giveaways to people who are bold. So I'm not sure if there's anybody that raised their hand when I read Romans chapter 7 verse 15 and you said, you know what, Pastor Stephen, Pastor Tiffany, sorry. Pastor Tiffany, I have been struggling. I don't understand myself, but now I do. That there's a new man on the inside of me. And I'm going to let it determine what I do, what I say, how I think, and how I act. And I understand. If there's anybody at the very beginning, and you raised your hand, and you want to come on down here for a prize, I got you one. Well, come on, Miss Patty. Here, have some Play-Doh. Who else? Who else wants some Play-Doh? Come on. Come, come on down, buddy. Come on. There you go, Gina girl. Come on. Come on down. Woo! I'm afraid I'm going to hit my son-in-law. There you go, big guy. Anybody else? Any? Y'all are but I better not see any of y'all acting like fools out there. Don't you post anything foolish. Come on, anybody else? Anybody else just need to put some Play-Doh on their counter and remind themselves that they got a new name. Listen, same product. Same per Same eye color. Same hair color. Come on. Here you go. Here you go. Come on. Right here. My, my mind's going blank of your name. Chris. Here you go. Ready? Woo. How about you? Come on. Bring your, hey, one for your boy too. Sorry. I have a horrible throw. 
Here you go. Come on. Come on. Who else? Who, anybody else want to be? Come on. There you go. Thanks. Come on down. Just get a little bold. You tired of being you? How about we want to be the band on the inside? Right on the inside. Listen, not this part. This part. Amen. There you go. Anybody else? Come on. Come on down. Come on down. Oh, you want me to throw it to you? All right, Dr. Miss Patty. Oh. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Tired of that person in the mirror deciding who they are instead of the Word of God deciding who they are. Anybody else? Okay. Okay, there you go, big guy. Sorry. Anybody else? I got about five more cans. Anybody else? Come on, Faith. I'm a horrible thrower. The Spirit of God is on the inside of you. And those of you that took that Play-Doh, listen, same content, different package, different person, different name. That's why when we renamed Saul Paul, it was because he needed to know his purpose. He didn't know his identity. Amen. Amen. Right now, in this place, if there's anyone from the sound of my voice and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you're not sure even what your name is. I want you to know that today you can settle it. You can settle that you're a child of God. That's it. Just like Seth talked about his friend and he said I was lost but now I'm found or maybe you would say Pastor Tiffany I've been looking at the man in the mirror at my reflection and it's been telling me who I am instead of letting the word and the Holy Spirit tell me who I am if any of those calls right now are you I just want to slip up your hand I just want to pray for you I'm not going to call you up front just want to pray for you anybody at all thank you Father God thank you Thank you. Thank you. So, Father God, right now, if there's one person in this room and they've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life, let's just pray this prayer. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on this earth for my sin. I confess my sin and I accept Jesus as the Lord of my life and right now I just pray over every single person in this room I speak blessing I thank you that even tomorrow that the eyes of their understanding are open that they see things clearly that Holy Spirit that they hear you clearly and I thank you that the Spirit of God that's on the inside of them their redeemed self that they begin to walk out of the redemption, not of the past old sinful nature, but as the new creation in Christ Jesus. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.